Welcome to Bundle Buddies. This is a podcast where we play through the itch.io bundle for racial justice and equality. My name is Alex Hanna. And my name is Eric Taylor Roth. Uh, the itch.io bundle for racial justice and equality was launched in June 2020 during the massive outcry for racial justice following George Floyd's murder by police. It has 1,741 items from 840 plus creators and it raised over $8 million. All proceeds were donated to the NAACP Legal Defense and Educational Fund as well as the Community Bail Fund. This is episode 12, and we have played 34 of the 1,365 playable games in the bundle. Thank you for joining us today. Hello, Eric. Hi, Alex. We're slowly getting through it like a slowly. candle, like a candle melting down. Yeah, exactly. And eventually we'll get to the bottom of that candle and we'll melt it down for more wax and then uh, put that in a new candle. <laughs> we'll combine all the candles together when i was um 13 we were going to make our own candles and so we started melting wax directly in a pot over like open flame and you're not supposed to do that you're supposed to do it um like you put a pot in boiling water and that's how you oh, melt sure. down wax. Uh-huh. and i got uh wax all over my parents brand new uh stove that they had bought <laughs> oh wow and like to scrape it off just like really fucked it up and thinking about that at the time i was like what is it what do we care it's just a stove my parents were so <laughs> mad at me and now i'm like if my fucking child did something like that to me i'd be so pissed <laughs> i have no I f- idea yeah i feel like you're gonna come home someday and katie's gonna be sitting there melting wax all over it what do you think <laughs> you think it'll be katie doing it not uh, if yeah, we're like i have to have a child <laughs> <laughs> explicitly my the woman i married is going to wind up uh ruining me way more than any child i ever have she's just gonna like you're gonna come home and she's gonna be burning melting wax (laughs) in a pot and she's just gonna look at you and stare into your eyes and just dare you dare you to criticize her and i'll say hi dear i I, had a nice day at work thank you for asking and then i'll just go and eat my lunchables for dinner (laughs) (laughs) oh what are you playing what are you playing this week? Um, I'm still playing uh, Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity, um, and it has grown on me quite a bit. Last time I was not into it. No, you were not but a fan. you play more of it, and it sort of unlocks more of the game and more of the characters, and you start to get a handle on it. And, you know, hey, I feel stupid because I was like, this game isn't fun right away. But... Uh, <laughs> you know what? A friend of mine, my buddy it's Ali... a lot deeper going on, yeah. Uh, my buddy Ali is playing Skyrim for the first time, and he's like, I might quit because, and part of it is also he played uh, Breath of the Wild, and he's like, that game is just so much more beautiful. Um, oh, yeah. And uh, I think Breath of the Wild might just spoil other video games. It's that good. I think Breath of the Wild is so much fun and so great and i hope someday uh you get to play it because i think you'll fucking lose your damn mind over it okay all right okay you're on i'm just saying i'm just saying i think you'd really like the game that a lot of people say is the best video game of all time uh yeah i've yeah you know there there was maybe a time in my life where i was like i would be like (laughs) fuck that but now i'm like yeah probably sure I bet you. Would like uh, yeah, Breath of the Wild, the Hamilton of video games. Ooh, that's a very good point because, like Hamilton, it's only good and there's no fair critiques of it. And if you are <laughs> critiquing it, you're just a, a damn spoil sport and you just like to poo poo things that other people like. 
I'm bummed that like I really loved Hamilton and people were like, mm. Alex, it's trust me. And I'm like, no, I like it. It's I, I like what I like. And now I'm like, OK, cool. There are some things to be said about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've been playing Night of the Full Moon. Oh, the Hamilton of video games. <laughs> I, what if that just to me every video game is the Hamilton of video games? <laughs> video games are just great, and Hamilton is great, and so every video game is the Hamilton video games. I feel like we're already talking about Joe Biden's presidency right here. <laughs> Joe Biden's presidency. Everything's great, man. If you don't think they're great, then actually you're the problem because Trump was worse. Uh, Joe Biden is the Hamilton of presidents. <laughs> Uh, Hamilton was the Joe Biden of his age. <laughs> okay. Um, Night of the Full Moon. It's literally, you know what? Fuck off. Um, no, tell me about it. I do want to know. No, it's a, it's kind of like Slay the Spire. I mean, or oh, Slay fuck the, yeah. it's a, it's like a roguelike deck builder. It probably precedes Slay the Spire. They're all influenced by a game called Dream Quest. Wait, Dream Quest isn't the Sega. What's the Sega Genesis console called? My brain just did a dumb thing. Dream Quest? Uh, Dreamcast. Dreamcast. Okay, so Dream Quest, I'm getting it right. I'm just, it's been a long day, Alex. And Me too. I worked, today. I worked today too. <gasps> I'm right there with you. Oh, Mr. Work. I'm going to call you Mr. Work. This game uh, looks cool. It's it's fun. It's super fun. Oh, you'd love it. It's And you can do it on your phone. You can play it while um, you're sitting down for any reason i might have jury duty this week anyway uh you plug in anything uh i think i am plugging no thing no thing uh i am uh at the end of this month i'm gonna put out a zine of three short stories that i've written and oh I've amazing been, yeah i've been sitting on this for a long time and i'm just finally getting my shit together to kind of put the final finishing touches on it so that i can uh be done with it and go on. And uh, if you give me your address, I'll give you a zine. Whoa. Uh, can, do you want people to uh, DM you on Twitter or DM us? Yeah. Or how do you want to get it? Yeah. D DM, DM Eric. Yeah. At Eric T. Roth. E-R-I-C-T-R-O-T-H. Um, well, I'll be DMing you after this call. You can just tell me, Alex. I'm going to DM you to give myself the whole experience. You as can a also... As as a fan of your work. Ah, you're too nice. You're too nice. Thank you. Let's move on. The spotlight is on me too much, and I doth protest. Ah, fucking shoot me. Our guest this week is Tim Lyons. Oh, man. Tim Lyons is the best. We talked about it at the end of last one. He's got a great podcast called Improv is Dead. Uh, every week it's very, very fun and very good, and uh, we got to have... His improv stylings on this podcast, JK, he's not improvising. He's just having a great time talking games with us. Yeah, he was really great. He um, brought a lot. He brings a lot. You're going to hear it soon. I can't. Uh, there's a story in there that's very funny. Yeah. To, just to give you like a heads up, this was one of the first times where like Eric and I were talking. We're like, we should just let people talk for as long as they want. And then we will like <laughs> edit stuff out because it, I was like, I could have listened to this guy talk about his experiences playing video games. I also, I also thought that like, I've got some, you know, some of my takes in here feel a little half baked and he's just like, anyway, he's good. He's, he knows his stuff. 
he like i was like eh, death of the corpse wizard i don't know and he was like i got to like 200 moves with it and that was that made me feel like a real chump i'm is that spoilers i'm spoiling the episode it's really good um oh he also gives the sound effect that we'll use for the rest of this podcast which I'm really excited about. <laughs> Me too. Um, but first, the cause this week uh, is my block, my hood, my city. Every month, MBMHMC takes a group of interested teenagers on a citywide exploration, visiting hidden gem businesses and artful intersections, uncovering neighborhoods and challenging preconceived notions by taking local youth outside of their comfort zones, but right next door in their own city. They can see what Chicago has to offer and experience a different perspective that will awaken ownership and pride in them. You can find out more about them on Twitter at MBMHMC and at www.formyblock.org. And uh, we've donated to them. Uh, if you donate to them and send proof to bundlebuddiespodcast at gmail.com, we will shout you out on the next show. We will do it. Mm-hmm. Don't think we won't because nope. we will. You can write, you can write anything and uh, we are legally obligated to say what you type <laughs> word is bond and bond is law and uh law, law is fun james law alexander lamilton <laughs> let's, let's just get it going. the show yeah yep. <laughs> we're both like we're not gonna get better than that right <laughs> just shoot spells at each other I yeah love exactly it. and you is like it first, power it's first person you said it's, it's not third person, person? Yeah. Oh, okay uh oh wait no maybe it is yeah, maybe it is third, third person. i think it's third yeah person. i think you're right i think you're right mm-hmm. sorry i'm a fucking liar oh Ugh. god tim fucking... tim let's just get, get into just get it. your povs first can we get, get your, it um, yeah yeah let's get, Connor, get your povs down our guest this week, yeah, the from my POV right now, I'm looking at his face. So I suppose this is, it's first person looking at third person. I suppose would be my POV of a situation because I'm, I'm I'm viewing it of this, and I can see myself too. So that's third person. I'm controlling myself. Can you see my face? Will you describe my face right now? He's uh, sort of incredulous, but also angry and squinting a little bit. Sort of like, what are you doing? Uh, our guest is Tim Lyons. Hey, hey, Tim. What's going on? And I am the... seeing everybody in the third person, the first person. <laughs> I, this is, it's weird because I'm, I'm all. It is very weird that you can see yourself because you're like, well, I'm in first person, but then you look over and you can see yourself on the screen, so you're in third person. I just, my brain hurts. <laughs> Tim's a, a comedian and an improviser uh, based out of Chicago. He has his own podcast called uh, Improv is Dead with Dan mm-hmm. White that has become my favorite way to consume improv during wow. uh, the, these crazy times we're in right now. So a little shout out at the top of the app for that yeah, great podcast. You. But uh, the way I met Tim was initially sort of like he was involved in the comedy community, but he was like, would like produce videos for people and like do different projects and do like, like media I was, stuff. I was the AV club. You're the AV the guy, imp- which was the, <laughs> the improv community. And then like completely blew everyone away. Like two years later by becoming like one of the best improvisers in the city. Gradually. Yeah, that, uh, it didn't yeah. happen right then, but you know, I started on vine and then I worked my way to the stage. <laughs> <laughs> um, Just but, like but, Bill uh, Murray. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did the Murray way. 
Some of us like to do things the old Murray way. That whole time, uh, it was also well known that he was uh, a gamer, you know, mm-hmm. a, a video gamer, a computer gamer. Uh, no secret. No, yeah, he makes it no secret. He's got a tattoo for Christ's sakes. Mm-hmm. What's, your at, What's your tattoo? What's uh, your tattoo? My tattoo. It's uh, uh-huh. it's the half uh, the Half Life symbol. So Google it if you don't know Half Life. But the story behind that tattoo is that I was dating a girl at the time who was big into tattoos, and uh, I had she was like I it'd be cool if you also got a tattoo. And I was like, yeah, I guess I kind of always wanted one. I mean, I was in love. Um, and then, <laughs> we've all been there. Yeah, we've all been there. Uh, some of us got a half-life tattoo. Um, <laughs> but uh, Gordon Freeman, who's the uh, protagonist of those games, was on my uh, desktop at the time, which I had like a dope ass, you know, like one of those big screens when I was really into gaming. Yeah. Uh, and so he was on the he was on there and I saw the symbol and I was like, that seems like kind of like a easy symbol to do and not have it really like be in anybody's face or anything like that. Um, very, it's very forgettable, I think, not for for to have a tattoo on your arm. Like I forget I have it all the time. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's what I got. And at the time I was also doing I was doing game design in college. So um, cool. So you were like, this is it. I'm going to be a game designer. Yes. I'm going to walk into an interview and not even have to say anything. Just show them my they're tattoo. Gonna know, yeah, they're just yeah. going to know, yeah, that this is what we got to hire this guy. Oh, did Half-Life. It. Wow. Tim Half-Life. That's very cool. Tim with the Half-Life. Tim with the Half-Life tattoo. Love it, buddy. Yeah. They point at your arm and they're like, so what's your favorite game? And you're like, yeah. Mario. Yeah. <laughs> I like the Zeldas. Uh, would you, you say it? Mario. Like I say, uh, an English person. Oh, d- Mario. <laughs> you like to play Mario. Mario. Super Mario. Mario and Luigi. Uh, I try not to. I try not to jump on any of the Goombas. There we go. I love uh, the Goombas. Yeah, I try and play Mario like I play like Metal Gear Solid, where I don't kill anybody. <laughs> stealth, Mario. stealth. I play it stealth style. Hide behind the bushes and get those magic flutes. Damn, has anyone ever asked you if your uh, tattoo was Apex Twin? All they, the time. That's what they get it. That's what they yeah. get it confused for. It's, no. it's it. The symbol looks very similar to mm-hmm. the Apex Twin logo. Yes. I so get, I got. Oh, go sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Please. I, I was going to say the only people who ever acknowledge this tattoo are like male improvisers after I get off stage. <laughs> they'll, be, they'll be like, they'll be like, good show. Hey, is that a Half-Life tattoo? And I'm like, yeah, they're like, nice. All right. <laughs> I, um, in like just after high school, my two best friends and I, we all got uh, PMA tattoos, which is like this old, uh, like eighties punk thing where like everybody was ironically taking this sort of like very vanilla kind of like positivity and it was just like yeah we're fucking po-. It, it was like it's ironic and like you know kind of snarky but like now i have a tattoo and when people ask they're like what does it mean i'm like oh it means positive mental attitude and, there, and there's always this like this look <laughs> like it's like uh uh-huh <laughs> like did you survive a cult yeah like are very, you very culty yeah oh cool yeah. I, I feel like that kind of hits different in los angeles too where i you would say positive attitude they'd be like oh wow that's a, that's a really that's a great idea for a tattoo yeah. <laughs> oh you're like keep yourself grounded oh you escaped from the same cult as me yeah. that's amazing oh, my God. we should write a pilot <laughs> 
Tim, uh, where uh, uh, take us take us back to the very beginning. What is what's your, what are your earliest video game memories? Do you have earliest, one in specific? Yes, uh, I have very specific video game. Our, our first system was the regular Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Uh, the 1985 came out to the states in 1985. I think it was released mm-hmm. in Japan in 84, 83, 80, maybe 80. I started wow, watching this a scholar of the of the the, the time. I wanted to know. Well, when I was born, I was like, "What video game systems came out at that time?" This was a while mm-hmm. ago, and I was like, "Oh, it came out the same year." I didn't play it until I was probably eighty nine or something like that, until sure. I actually could, you know, use my thumbs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but our parents' basement. We used to like, uh, live in Blue Island, and my parents' basement was just like a very like fun. Uh, There's like a jukebox and a pinball machine, old Coke machine. Like it was like a That's little cool. like arcade down there. Yeah. Um, but I remember we had the regular Nintendo, and uh, I had this friend, his name was Danny Rickard, uh, and he had rented a game for the NES called Little Nemo in Slumberland. Ever oh, dude, that? that game is fucking awesome. Yeah, very, very good game. What's it uh, like? Great comic book. It's uh, it's like a 2D side scroll, you know, Mario style, uh-huh. um, but like very cool like uh pixelated graphics for the time is very really great really great music too yeah really fun very great music music, yeah um but it was it was a based off a comic book and then it was like made into a i don't know if it was disney uh movie or cartoon but it's adventures in slumberland sort of like a sort of like anime style like cartoon from back then Mm -hmm. i remember the movie being a little bit of a letdown just because conceptually i was so into it and i love the mm-hmm. game so much in the game too the the major conceit is that you sort of like become uh you, you're like put on is it suits or like sort of like essences of these things yeah, and you, you sort of like, like gain some powers a, yeah, yeah. very similar to mario 3 i think maybe right, it came exactly. same time or something like that um but yeah so I, there was this game my friend danny rickard rented it i was over at his place we we're playing it and i was so like addicted to it like I was like, I can't stop playing this. It's mm-hmm. almost time for me to go home, and I, I can't stop playing this game. If I stop oh, yeah. playing it, I'll literally die. Um, <laughs> and so uh, I stole it from him. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I I have this memory of, of yes. him screaming at his mom because he didn't want me to leave because he, he was just like, no, I don't want him to leave. Like he should sleep over. And his mom's like, no, he's got to go home. And I've got the game in my coat. And I was like, no, I, I should probably go. Uh, oh, no. I, I got to head home and, 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 I'll, and I'll see you tomorrow. So I run, I run home from this game. And I remember having to pee so bad. Uh, <laughs> so instead of just like putting it, like hiding it, I just put it in like a laundry basket, uh, uh-huh. like the bottom of the stairs. And I went to go to the bathroom and my mom found it immediately. And oh. I was like, she's like, this and i was like oh danny let me borrow this game and then like i was playing it and maybe an hour later the phone rang and it was mrs rickard telling it like being like does tim tim was just over here does he have this game and i got caught uh stealing oh, stealing wow. this game caught and grounded uh for stealing. oh really grounded oh for sure yeah i mean the grounding's never lasted that long but um i, I was definitely ground- i mean i stole i stole a video game from- <laughs> I tim i out. I am so transported by that story. I am like anxious right now. Like just the, the feeling of, of like, you know, and it's weird to know it now where it's like, oh, in my brain, it's like, uh, kids will be kids. But like, I am like feeling what you're feeling going through this of like that you hear the phone ring and you're like, oh, no, I bet that's them. And yeah. then your mom picks it up. You sort of hear it for Tim, you know, like the, and you're like, oh, my God, I'm fucked. I'm yeah. totally fucked. That is, that's how it all happened. And then. Oh. uh and then the other um, kind of, you know, sticking point for me is when 
we had a guy come over and fix that pinball machine that was down there. And when he left, he stole all of our games. <gasps> Whoa. Even the Still. pinball machine? Pinball machine no, the pin- under yeah, the jacket? He took all of the Nintendo games. Like all anything wow. that he could pick up in like that general area he took. Because um, he stole Damn. somebody else's game too that we were borrowing. And we do were think, borrowing. Do you think that was your best friend who went back in time? Or went into the future <laughs> and then came back in time? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he came back in time to retrogression. Yeah, he brought himself yeah. back as an old man. Yeah, probably. Okay, cool. That, that one makes the most sense. <laughs> did you ever uh, get it? Did you get the games back, or was that was that my it mom? Uh, my mom. I had uh, Dick Tracy the game for NES, and my mom oh, bought yeah. it. Uh, she rebought that for me, and I and it was it's not a good game. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I feel uh, like there were so many of those NES, especially like um, what's it like licensed mm-hmm. games that oh, were yeah. just garbage it was just sort of like rush jobs back at the time just sort of like this thing is coming out we're gonna half-ass throw a thing together Kids I, gotta, are gonna spend money I can on it. imagine that uh you know those games was just it was as i got older and learned like how video games were made and coding and all that stuff i gotta imagine that was just like three different coded games and they just put a different coat of paint over it every time yeah. oh totally. yeah for sure, because like, the mechanics remember, are all the same. They're all like hard plat, like hard platformers that were hard because they were buggy as hell. Oh God, I we played. I had the hook game for NES, and it was mm. truly baffling. It was basically like it was a platformer, but like I don't know. There's probably a technical term to it, but like there's no end to it, right? Like you can't mm. walk straight out. You had to. There was an exit. But you just sort of wandered around the game until the exit sign started flashing and then you could leave. But there seemed mm-hmm. to be absolutely no rhyme or reason as to why the game was going to let you out. It was just sort of like, if you wander around in this space long enough, it'll eventually let you out. There was no, like, I complete these tasks or anything. Yeah. And it was just like, I feel like I played a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> because you could fly right like it was like i feel like the general like mechanics were fun but just the game just sort of nobody went they didn't do that thing where they were like hey let's see if this is fun yeah i don't think that was intuitive at all this is so interesting we haven't had a lot of people who've talked about nes games but that was like a very early gaming experience for me as well we had an nes and there were like a bunch of games that I inherited that I never would have like actually bought, but like someone gave me a ton of them. I don't remember the name of this. Did you guys ever play the one? It, it's it's like a, you're playing as a like a wing per a winged person who's like flying around, and it starts as like one of those sort of like um, you know spaceship games where you're like oh uh, Act Razor. Uh, it's like Act Razor, but I don't think okay. it is Act Razor. Okay, uh, maybe it is Act Razor, but because I know I know there was Act Razor two, which is like uh... Act Razor two was just side scrolling. Act Razor the first Act Razor had a god view, and then you would go down into a side scroller, and then you would come back up and like build your town. I think it was for um, Super well, NES. Yes, this is a different game, but it's it, there are similar elements where you go down and then you're then you're playing a side scroller. But uh, originally, you're sort of up like blasting people mm. um, in one of the. Uh, and I played a, a shit ton of that game. I, it was great. Mm. And there's another game I think called like Adventure World or something like that that I'll have to track down. That was another one I played. Was that a, was that a, a lot Mickey of Mouse one? Was that a Disney one? No, no, I don't think oh, so. There was a good Mickey Mouse one. Do you? I remember. For Sega Genesis, I remember staying over at my aunt and uncle's, and my uncle like 
playing the shit out of this Mickey Mouse game that was just sort of like wild and surreal as hell. And that is my only memory of that game. But like, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I feel like there's a thing that happens like early, early on, or at least there was for me at like three, four years old. But I, it sounds like with you, right, where you had that very addicted to it it just immediately off the back attracted yeah. to like this thing and you were like oh i like this mm -hmm. do you are you still like that now with video games like can you just play for forever uh no i think i'm chasing that feeling but i can't yeah. seem to get it in my adult life um the last one i that i just played where i was like thinking about it when i wasn't playing it was the last of us 2 um, oh okay yeah i've heard that that's awesome yeah like it's got to be pretty like it's gotta be really good like because even i was waiting for so long for like red dead redemption 2 mm -hmm. and like it just was not hooking me like the mm -hmm. old one did i think they yeah. made it i think they crossed the line a little not in a, like a in an appropriate way but they crossed the line a little bit of like what is what is game and what is like uh living as a cowboy simulator okay uh, yeah and, and for some reason it never like they never meshed the two well enough where i felt like i was ever having fun at any given time yeah uh, I think I think I was like blown away how by how beautiful it was, uh, but it never like hooked me to the point where I was like I need to play this for like six seven hours at a time. It seems like the people who really love that game are the ones who really love the Living as a Cowboy Simulator, who mm -hmm. maybe didn't play the first one as much and are just like so weirded out by something that is so huge and immersive where yeah. you can do so much. I as mean, opposed it, to just like a really good game narrative kind of thing. Yeah, and it's it's definitely a great game and deserves all the accolades. It just like didn't it wasn't hooking me. Uh, like I did with Red Dead Redemption, the original Red Dead Redemption 2, which just felt a little bit, it was open world, but it felt a little bit more linear. Like there was mm -hmm. some kind of like uh, trail to ride. So, yeah. I've, I've tried to start Red Dead Redemption a couple times and was like, oh, this is cool. I'll come back to it. And then I just never picked it back up to really give it a, a serious go. Which is... I played the Red Dead Undead where they're all zombies and you could ride a fire horse. And that was fun. Yeah, that was Riding a, fun... a fire horse is cool. Folks, the game I was thinking about for NES was Legendary Wings. Legendary okay. Wings. Very cool game. Check it Wing out. Guy, yeah. Legendary <laughs> Wings. Legendary Wings. Yeah. Um, just... Yeah. Go so uh where'd you go after NES? What what's uh what's your like what's your sort of like early favorite game kind of like after that sort of first wave? Like where sure where did you land on is like, oh, this is like what I like in video games. Yeah. Uh, well, we had them all. We went to SNES and we did the Mario Karts. We even had the Super Scope, the giant scope thing. Oh, wow. That, that, yeah. That got destroyed in a, uh, a flood. Wait, what? Uh, what? No, explain what this I don't know. How did it sing? Yeah, but uh, what is the it, Super Scope? I mean, it was just a giant version of the original SNES Duck Hunt gun. Yeah. Uh, so God. Instead, of, instead of having the Duck Hunt gun, you just had a big bazooka on your shoulder <laughs> and you were just fucking scoping stuff on screen. Like, in the, like, the games were terrible. It never took off. I mean, SNES or nintendo is like the king of random peripherals that are worthless after a year or so yeah um, sure so we went to i SNES. got the i got the switch exercise uh ring the ring <laughs> challenge yep uh, which is very fun but like no nothing will ever use that ever again yeah, one of our early again. guests has the has the donkey kong congas the congas yeah <laughs> which i think it's is so, so I mean, funny you can go on YouTube and watch people like play real games with those congas, and it's really funny. Uh, <laughs> are really good. Uh, so yeah, so we went from SNES and then uh, jumped over to Sega. Cool, same. And, uh, Sega had an interesting point in its career where it had a um, 
the Sega Channel. Did you ever hear the Sega Channel? Remember the no. Sega Channel? You it's can, like early internet, right? Early internet, and it was basically like the the it's like, it was like the Netflix of video games, where you could just plug your Sega into your cable, and then you had Whoa. access to every Sega game that ever existed. And I had a I had a friend whose mom like owned one third of a steel company, so they were super rich, <laughs> living in my neighborhood for some reason. Oh, and cool! We had all the coolest new like games. I was always over there, like, and we would play like um you know zombies ate my neighbors and shit like that uh, huh. on. Uh, Sega for a long time uh, and then it I deviated uh, I think like Christmas uh, whenever PlayStation came out my brother got the Nintendo 64 and I got the PlayStation oh damn so you just you never so my experience was like I had a PlayStation and then a friend had N64 and I would go mm -hmm. over there to play but you just didn't even have to have to play that game yeah no but I never really played the 64 that much I, oh, okay. I definitely like once PlayStation came along and like games that were a little bit more realistic than uh you know mario and all the cutesy stuff that was coming out on nintendo for a long time so that's yeah. like when i got that's when i got like silent hill yeah, and i was sure. like what the fuck or like that <laughs> resident evil 2 was like oh, an, an incredible experience yeah uh, scary video games are still yeah. sort of like yeah. so it feels almost like a novelty in some ways still like i don't play a lot but like i've been playing um uh, dead by daylight with friends mm. and like the experience of like heightening that like gamer tension of like oh my heart is racing because i want to do this game mm -hmm. correctly yeah. but like adding like horror stuff to that is intense that yeah. overloads my senses really fucking quickly horror on in games is intense because like you're the one in control and so yeah, like totally adding and especially like adding that haptic feedback from the controller is like it really like I did. I played the Resident Evil Biohazard one in the virtual thing when I was like watching oh, somebody's oh, house. Oh wow! Black. I was like watching somebody's house. I was there alone, there with a dog. I had this thing on my face, and like constantly, every like five minutes, was like lifting it up and making sure there was like nobody. <laughs> <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't necessarily scared of the game. I was scared I was going to get murdered doing VR in some stranger's house. Uh, um, so it was cool. I mean, it was scary as hell though, and I don't think it'd be. I don't think I'd want to go through that entire experience of like playing the game from start to finish in that virtual within the virtual world okay oh, the horror genre is just completely exploding like i mean it, on itch.io the website if you sort like their most popular games a lot of them are horror games mm -hmm. you know like weird lo-fi like tension building things yeah which i'm i'm not especially into either i feel like those i don't too, know i don't i just feel like i don't want to i don't want to taste it out you get too spooky i like straight up screamed at the top of my lungs yesterday because my friend uh was playing a murderer that appears and when they appear it's like they can disappear and when they appear they ring a bell and so like i'm there trying to fix a generator and then just like suddenly a like giant man is there and he rings a bell behind me and i fucking howled it was so <laughs> utterly terrifying <laughs> And like and we're all on discord together <laughs> i love it it's so spooky uh uh dead by daylight it's sort of like it like takes all of uh kind of like the slashers and throws them together and then like it's an uneven game right where like you and your friends play teens and then like one person is the slasher trying to okay. and it's basically like hide and seek in yeah. in some ways but i've seen train seen the trailer for that it's fun it's fun it, and it's also it's nice because uh it 
taps out at five people and i feel like a lot of mm. games when you're trying mm. to play with friends it's like you've got stuff for four you've got stuff for six but like five is a weird number to try yeah. to accommodate and so it's fun in that way that's cool yeah i don't know i like it uh what's uh what's what was your like favorite playstation game oh man um i mean one that sticks with me a lot is like um is like maybe something like and i still have it actually and i don't even have a playstation but parappa the rapper do you know why, why we <laughs> that's because you just got your license um, I played, okay hard. i played pa rapper the rapper pa rapper the rapper at like um twisted christmas four or something which was kyoto one's uh like holiday alt rock show so it was probably like i saw third eye blind and then like like playstation was coming out so then like walked and played pa rappa the rappa you could play like pa rappa and metal gear solid i remember those two options being available and the line behind metal gear solid was like oh i'm never gonna play this game and the line behind pa Pa rappa the rappa was like a person Those that uh, those sort too. of beat games are awesome, I, mm. and then I feel like that sort of like became eventually what Rock Band was and, and yep. stuff like that. But did you yeah. guys ever play in the arcade? There was like Beatmaster or something like that, where you had like a record scratcher and then keys that you would press, sort of like. Oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. It it was like the in between between like uh, Parappa the Rappa and like uh, Dance Dance Revolution was yeah. like this sort of like it, the falling bars uh, of music that you have to like do record scratches and then also press keys to make I wonder sounds happen. how many games that are like that type of genre have like been lost to the memories of history that's just like it's like bass so hero bass yeah. guitar hero oh man <laughs> Probably well, so we dumb. we were when I lived in Japan when I was a little kid. We used to go to arcades all the time, and that's where I got into that. But there was a game called the Pop Music Game that was like a much. It had a ton of keys on it, but it was like a really fun, sort of approachable version of that sort of thing. I played that thing all the fucking time. I couldn't <laughs> tell you a single song from it, but I probably spent the equivalent of like fifty dollars in that thing over the course of like two months, just uh, you know, shoveling money into it. Yeah, so it's probably probably Parappa the Rappa. That's the one that has like a lap. But then there's like Tony Hawk and all the, sure. you know, that yeah, stuff where yeah. it's just like you play. I mean, I played Tony Hawk 2 and then bought an actual skateboard, but played Tony Hawk 2 for <laughs> endless hours and then did not get good at skateboarding at oh, all. Oh, God. I remember telling, I remember like, you know, having had a skateboard. My brother is incredible at skateboarding. So like, mm-hmm. it was like he started early. He's got that like thing in his brain that's like no fear or whatever. And mm-hmm. then like, I started playing Tony Hawk and I was like, Oh, I like this a lot. And this is like, this is like, like reaching into like deep shame in my like chest because i remember like freshman year of high school like a kid who was really good at skateboarding being like oh hey like you know i brought my skateboard to school or whatever he's like oh you skate and i was like yeah i'm more of a street skater than a friend That's so bad, Eric. <laughs> was he just like he laughed yeah. in my face? <laughs> As he should have. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're absolutely right, Lisa. Put you in your place. Oh my god. <sighs> but Tony Hawk was great. Tony Hawk, amazing game. 
I also did some. I, I forgot to mention this before my even Nintendo days. I did some arcade gaming as well. I was. I'm. I'm old enough that I was still arcading at like a small arcade in Wisconsin at one point. Oh hell um, yeah! Yes. Pinball machines had, had a Smash TV on there. It was a fun one. What's um, Smash TV? Is that a pinball oh, game? Yeah. No, that no. was a that was a uh, it was an arcade machine, uh, but basically it was kind of like a, a Running Man style thing where they throw you into like this uh, you know gore TV situation where you have to kill everything to on camera. You're like on camera making money. Uh, oh, it's almost like a, it's like a reality show, but the whole yeah. thing is like you killing people and then moving to the it's next room. Sort of like a dungeon crawler kind of a yeah. thing, mm-hmm. uh, like an early version of those things. Um, it, that that game's very very fun, but also gets very difficult pretty quickly. Oh yeah, it's super hard. Yeah. Yes, it's not an easy game. None of those arcade ones. Arcade arcades in general. Money. Arcades are just like the idea of it is so appealing to me like in my head but then when i go to like sort of the the version of our kids we have now sort of these adult Mm -hmm. playground like beer pizza arcade kind of places i am good there for about a half an hour and then i'm like okay i got it i this this is not as much fun as i thought it would be there's something about it that it's not the same like you you what was great about an arcade is you get there and then like time would just pass and you wouldn't realize it. Yeah. And I feel like being able to realize the passage of time as an adult, <laughs> uh, really, really ruins it. And also like you, you start to get a little drunk, you start to get a little bored. You want to socialize a little bit. Yeah. It's like, I, I can spend time on my own playing video games at this point, but it's like hard to stand face to face with my friends. Right. Like the idea now, you know, that we're in month, a million or whatever of quarantine the idea of like going out somewhere to play video games is like oh god no like i would love like stand me across from my friends please i would love to see my friends faces and touch them (laughs) like i will i will not be playing i think like orgies are going to come back harder than arcade bars for sure, yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. They're gonna get rid of all of those arcade machines. Just bring in a bunch of mattresses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just go to town on each other. I, I did play one arcade game that I, I did lose a little bit of time on it. Uh, called like Killer Queen. You ever hear of this? Oh yeah, game? that came out recently, right? The last yeah, couple it, of years? the last couple of years, but probably like the last five years or something like yeah. that. But it was like four on four. There were it was like a brand new arcade game. Mm-hmm. Four on four, uh, two giant screens oh, on each. the Joust side. game. There, like it's got like a joust element in it. Yeah, there's a joust element in it, but there's like you, you're somebody plays as the queen, somebody plays as like there's like two hulking guys, there's like just like worker bees that go get stuff, but you're trying to like get, you're basically trying to save your queen, uh, you're trying to kill the other team's queen, um, and it was really a lot of fun, super challenging, and uh, it, we got good at it really fast. But yeah, it was it was definitely one of those things where I like looked up and it was like it was seven o'clock and I looked up and it was ten o'clock and I was like, okay. oh, that, that <laughs> rules, yeah. I like that. I like the like. Uh, I like being able to play cooperative, cooperative, co. All right. Cooperative. I can't say the word, but I like uh, doing stuff. Short, short enough. Co-op. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Exactly. There's there's uh, people have foreseen this difficulty. <laughs> uh, I like being able to play cooperatively uh, against other groups of people i feel like that's that's just the best that's the yeah, i'm playing a lot I'm of rock excited about, right now. Mm. I, mm. I feel like there is the, like the online co-op space like if you could play a game like um like teenage mutant ninja turtles uh, turtles in time like mm-hmm. co-op online that would be my ideal sort of experience like i'm not huge into like competitive online gaming but 
the idea of like tackling some kind of adventure with your buddies yeah seems like a blast oh yeah that, that was the idea for like divinity original sin right they were gonna make that there was like an online co-op version of that um anyways that might be something that i am just waiting for like, <laughs> yeah I'm excited about but uh, the idea of like playing a simulated like dungeons and dragons car- uh, campaign online with my buddies oh yeah. my god oh yeah i mean you're taught you're describing i think what mmorpgs are Yes, I am. Yeah. I really am. <laughs> Basically getting but, a, but get like a, MMOs are so are so much bigger. You know what I mean? Like I'm not mm-hmm. I don't want to like go grind for six hours with my friends. Like, sure. like just play a story. Uh my buddies and I we play this game called Deep Rock Galactic where you're a bunch of dwarves mining space minerals, and that's very fun. That's a very fun four player co op game where you're shooting bugs and hitting stuff with pickaxes. Yeah. Very cool. Uh Tim Give me an all-time game. What's like if if you if you if somebody was kneeling on your neck <laughs> and said, "Name your favorite game." Somebody was kneeling on my neck. If somebody was kneeling on your neck and said, and you're, "Name you're your, favorite, to, name your favorite your visions, game." Your visions dimming in the corners, and, and you're like, I, "I won't do it. You can't make me." And it's yeah. like, do it. They do screw it entire, yeah. and then yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I feel like I should say. I should probably say like Half Life, Half Life Two, because I've got the tattoo <laughs> on my body. But oh, no. if somebody was, you know, had me in a, had me in a chokehold, the lights were going out. I would probably say, um, I would probably say one that that pulled me in the deepest was um, speaking of MMOs was uh, Ultima Online. Mm, um, I don't know that. What is that? Ultima Online was one of the original. MMORPGs was on PC. So this now I've now I've broken with my PlayStation roots and PS2 roots, and I've I've gotten a good PC, and I'm okay. Into PC games, um, Ultima Online is basically like a top-down third-person uh, isometric style game, which a lot of games like try and imitate now. Um, and you were in a world with you know thousands of people. Uh, it was called like Britannia or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and you would just basically just like go grind it out, fight skeletons, fight other people. Like you could be a good person. You could be a murderer who goes around and kills people. You could set up your life in like a town and build a house and a castle and all this other stuff. And it was, it was really, really cool. You could That's turn cool. your castle into a shop. Me and my buddy ran a school where people could come to us. <laughs> we ran a school in a town called U, Y-E-W. And you, right. could, you could come to us. Uh, and we would um, build up your resistances to like magic uh, and like fighting and stuff like that. Like we would, we were high levels and we would cast spells on you so that you could get hit by magic and then your resistance would go up after a while and you'd pay us. Um, And that's what we did. That's what we would do sometimes all day. It was real sad, real sad. (laughs) (laughs) But that's an experience I remember because I was like living in that world for a long time. Uh, yeah, there was, was another game where I stole something from another player, so I have a history of stealing in video games as well. What, like you stole inside of the game? Uh, it was no, it was elaborate. He he wanted it was a kid that I went to school with, and he also uh-huh. played the game, and he wanted to be he he wanted me to see this awesome armor that he had gotten. Okay, and I was like, well, I can't see it unless like I have your like login account. So he gave me the login to his account. I took the armor from his bag, hid it in one of my places and then wow. logged off and then went back on and I took the armor. I couldn't and even your wear mom, it. Your mom was in there in the video game. Oh, yeah, my, mom was like, was, my mom was in the online. It's like, whose armor is this? You, you, you don't have 3000 gold for this armor. <laughs> Amazing that your takeaway after you like 
got caught the first time was like, oh, just don't get caught. That's the secret with video games. Do it online. Yeah, do exactly. it online. No one can see. No, one can see. no paper trail. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So that was that was uh, Ultima Online. It was really how cool. That, uh, how did that friendship end? Or we, were, we were actually really friends. It was just like a kid that I knew from school. Man, I, I just MMORPGs. That was one of those things where I saw it and was like, this could be a real problem for me. So I yeah. have to avoid this as much as possible. I've yeah. never I've never done it because I know I know. I just yeah. know You get yeah. sucked in. I did yeah. I did World of Warcraft, I did like Lineage 2, I did a bunch of like PC ones and I could never like get once I got to a certain level though, I'd be like, Okay, now this is all the same and nothing's changing. Yeah. But yeah. but there is that yeah. thrill. There's that thrill of grinding and getting those like those first like twenty five, thirty levels like feel fucking fantastic. Because yes. you're like doing tasks, your armor's upgrading quickly, so you feel good. And then once you Yeah, that and wall, you see other people around you doing crazy things and you're like, Oh man, I would love to be able to do those crazy yeah. things. And you're then like, you get sitting in to town putting those... money in your bank and they want you see somebody ride by on an elephant and you're like, Well what the f- how do I get an elephant? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you just gotta play until you get the elephant. It's ninety nine percent toxic. The, yeah. There's that one percent of people who are not, and I'd like to think that that's us. <laughs> well, to be fair, to be fair, that's you, not us. Not, oh, you're toxic. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You're not toxic. You haven't stolen some child's armor. <laughs> we were both children at the time. A guy I just met was like, "Hey, kid, let me get your login." <laughs> Yeah, let's get into the games. Now I'm ready. Oh, good. Me too. I'm stoked. There were some uh, some strangies. Yeah, this was a weird week. Um, why, we'll start out with the first one, which was Bumper Boss, a action 3D casual local multiplayer game by Geometric. Bumper Boss, where you bump your way to the top and show everyone else who the boss is. Don't wait too long. If the game's less over two minutes, the platform starts to fall. So uh, I... hypothetically, this game, you bump into each other and with your friends who are there. Uh, none of us could get it to work. Couldn't, so very, very sorry. Couldn't figure it out. I was able to load the game and then could not press A to join. I pressed every single button on my computer. Could yep. not. Had the same. I had. Too. I had I the controller. <laughs> <laughs> I even have like a, a little controller that hooks up to my computer, and I couldn't get it to work either. So mm-hmm. if if that was the thing, but you know, I posted about it on the guy's page on itch.io. We'll see if uh, we ever get a response. That's but nice. unfortunately, we couldn't play Bumper Boss, oh, so no. that's too bad. Nope. That, so that's a play. Bumper, bumper. Yeah, that's a that's a yeah, b- bumper. Uh, uh, forget about it. Forget yeah. That out. Well, I mean, and also if you have a listener who has gotten it to work, you know, let you guys know too, right? So that you can oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. try and play it at a future date. I mean, Shout that would out. be great. Or if you want to send us an audio recording that's about three minutes long describing <laughs> the game, uh, your experience with Bumper Boss. Yeah, we will play it. Um, I commit to playing all three minutes of it. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't commit to that. So we'll, we'll, we'll play, we'll go somewhere in between. Um, The next game is uh, the death of the corpse wizard, a action roguelike turn-based strategy from feature creeps. Uh, The death of the corpse wizard is a coffee break arena roguelike. How long can spite and the simplest magical abilities keep the corpse wizard alive? Um, This was, this was an interesting little game. It's, it's Mm -hmm. basically, uh, it, the, it's extremely lo-fi, low uh, pixel. Um, you're playing kind of on like a small little screen. It, it kind of feels like a like a TI-83 game to me a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah, you know? definitely. It's got, it's got like a Minesweeper vibe. Yeah, exactly. Where you're moving one turn at a time, and you move at the same time as you, the uh, opposing sort of like zombies or ghosts uh, move. 
and you th there's um, little columns placed around and you can place your own columns you can also zap so you kind of have to decide every move if you're going to put a column down if you're going to zap or if you're going to try to move away from the uh, little creatures that are coming and it's just a question of how long you can survive yeah aesthetically it's uh it's very much up my alley right like the 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 wizard stuff it's got this like very 80s vibe the uh the like music is cool and um yeah and it's just sort of like it's like looks fun and but i wasn't really able to develop a strategy were you guys able to tim how did you find the game uh i really enjoyed it uh it i agree with you that it had kind of like a that 80s vibe it almost had like a an altered beast kind of like soundtrack to yes. mm -hmm. that game where yeah there's like that voice from that game is like rise from your grave and it's kind of <laughs> had that vocal quality to it um it took me a second to understand what the heck was going on uh sure. it wasn't, wasn't super intuitive right away and then i was like okay so i move they move and then in my just my most recent pr uh playthrough of it i I was like, how, let's see, actually see how long I can survive. And then I noticed how many uh, little magic things you had. Like, mm -hmm. you don't just have, like, build a column and lightning. You've got, like, throw an eyeball, open <laughs> a, a hole in the ground. Uh, there was a couple other ones that I can't remember. but I, And then I figured out that using those costs you health. And so, like, mm -hmm. I used those. And then my health, I was, I was like, okay, I need to play this a lot to, like, understand actually, like, what is what's happening mm -hmm. and why i'm and why i'm dying immediately yeah uh also found out that you can charge the zombies and you'll take health off but if you kill one you get one health back ah. uh which was an interesting thing that i figured out um, yeah. so i think the furthest i got was like 193 turns or something like that oh okay. geez that's much more than i got <laughs> yeah i think i peaked out at like 80 i think so i'm not a fan of like the the um the conceit of like using a power depletes your health. Like to me, that is, that's a, whenever I encounter that, I'm, I'm generally pretty aggravated by that. Like, mm -hmm. you know, like sometimes in, in, you know, fighter games or anything like that, it's like, you know, if you use your special attack, you lose health. Like to me, that, that feels like a, almost a betrayal of, um, the entertainment aspect of games like trying to make me have to make that decision between those things is like oh i want to make the decision between like the zombie's going to hit me right now and i and i'll take pain from that but like i want to be able to use my my powers without it hurting i i really think what it is is just the idea it breaks the idea of magic for you which should be a separate resource that you can use <laughs> which, which honestly doesn't make sense because i believe like warlocks or necromancers yeah. do, that one of that their whole things is like using their own blood to like uh cast their spells okay and you are yeah. a corp, you're a corpse wizard i mean uh, okay so, so maybe oh, tell you <laughs> <laughs> sounds like sounds like you want to be a mage and not a corpse wizard. uh fair enough i guess so okay yes yeah I, I, yes okay you're I, right I, I agree that it's frustrating but i also think it it adds like an interesting cha challenge to a game uh when that when that's part of like the thing where you have to like think a couple steps ahead to be like okay do i have enough like health to, i don't know if that's necessarily the thing in this game but there's other games where like you do like have to use your health to cast spells or do whatever mm -hmm. i'm thinking i'm speaking thinking specifically like of um like Hearthstone, which right the, the the warlock. the warlock character, his like special ability is like using your health to draw a card. So you you sacrifice something to get something that's going to help you. Uh, I mean, I think that I guess yeah. There's, I yeah. In Magic, you can play decks that are like that too, and that's 
cool. I think that that seems separate from the capacity to like, that seems, I like it when it's another element to something, but I do want to be able to use my lightning, you know, as much as like I can have the capacity to without it killing me. Like I want Mm -hmm. to, I want to be able to play with things, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, and, and maybe I want the consequences or the balance between like offense and defense to to um, guide that. But I think that like you take from the fun. I don't know. To me, it, it would took you from... rather would you rather there be like mana or some kind of depletion? Because if you infinite yeah, lightning, that's fine. Seems like a cheat code. Yes. Yeah. No. That no. That's fine. Like it's like you get three charges or whatever, right? Or like, mm-hmm. but like the idea that like using these columns hurt me was like. I really didn't want to do anything at some like it's you know what I mean like I just like you didn't want oh, to yeah <laughs> like what am I what am I doing <laughs> that, that was that was actually my reaction too a lot of the time was like oh if if I like so what am I just supposed to avoid people you know like I guess that's like the best thing to do so you don't have to do it but doing that like sort of math of it but I, I think a big part of it too and that maybe one of the ways I didn't play it very well is that. It's actually not a very fast game. Like, basically, like, because when you move is when the action happens, or when you do an action is when the rest of the board moves also, you can kind of take your time and treat this more of like a, as like a board game to like it's, figure it's, out it's what very, your next move is. It's very chessy. Like, yes, you, exactly. You move, and then you're like, okay, then I, you sit, and you're like, if I move this way, these three are going to move that way. A lot of like, I feel like that was the, it's why I kind of like the idea that. Mm-hmm. using columns and stealing health uh what took your health because uh it kind of made you be like okay well if i moved like these certain ways i can get these three skeletons lined up then i zap them with lightning right. i use one lightning and i get two lightning or i get two health back so that mm. was kind of like that's how i was looking at it. it was like that's that's the added challenge that i liked about it um that was making me think a couple steps ahead at, at first i was playing it laser fast and dying a lot yeah yeah um, so that was that was yeah. the extent of my experience with it was basically I would just like go fast and do stuff and then I started to like round the corner and was like okay cool I think I get this thing but mm-hmm. I didn't make it very far at all after hearing you two I'm like Jesus Christ I meant to like 43 or something <laughs> like that like absolutely zero time in this fucking game because of that reason I just did not have the patience to stop myself after like I got going Well that's sort of what I mean is there was nothing um you know, like, I, I feel like for these games, I'll take a kind of first spin with a lot of them kind of like early in the week. And then it's like, mm-hmm. oh, OK, what do I like? What do I feel attracted to? What do I want to kind of come back to and really get an in-depth feel for? And this one, I think because of like the lack of playfulness in it um, and maybe because it it wants to be more of a strategy thing, which I mm. which I think is is cool and i think i probably on the surface just in the same way where i'm attracted to uh the aesthetics of it i'm attracted to the music i i and i'm probably attracted to the idea of a like strategy wizardy thing in that same way like there but there was just something off here that just felt like mm-hmm. it wasn't inviting me to to be playful with it. like it wasn't inviting me to play there's a there's a smallness to this game that f- makes it feel sort of like a, like we were saying earlier like a TI eighty three or like sort of like a flash game you know what I mean and those yeah. games well by its own admission I, though the game is a coffee break game 
exactly. Yes. But I think I think that's exactly right, Tim. Is like the way that I played this game was not the correct way to play it. I think Tim like really nailed like dialed into it. It's a strategy game. You move slowly. You take time in between turns. I was playing it like as a like at like snake or something like that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like a fluid sort of like thing where you're moving around and you're moving quickly. I didn't really give this thing the time. Uh, it needed so having said that uh this is like a a cool little game and i am a play on it uh what about you tim uh i would definitely say it's a play uh i had a lot of fun once i once i figured it out i was like i could see myself like definitely a coffee break thing or if like i knew it was playing something like really quickly i could be like i can Mm -hmm. do a couple rounds of this and maybe beat my you know high score in that way i yeah i i came into it on the fence and I'm still sort of on the fence, but I but there's a tiny part of me that wants to go back and give this thing a try. So maybe that's a play for me. Maybe I want to go in and like figure it out. I'm still yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm I, still aggravated in some ways. Like there's... I feel like if if you went back and did like an aggregate of all the games that Eric was like, you know what? I want to give this a play, but I just can't. It'd be all wizard games. <laughs> you have you have high wizarding expectations. I yeah, think that's big the time. Like oh god, I just you know there's something about this that I absolutely love. I can't put my finger on it. I wish it was a play, but. Um... They are all wizard games. If you say, if you say, I wish, if you say the words, I have to go back and play it. That's a play it. Yeah, (laughs) I have to go back and play it. That's right. I mean, like, so if you really want, if you really want to get through my my goals, my defenses, (laughs) just put a wizard hat on it. (laughs) (laughs) It's like this game is just sort of like yeah, yeah, stomp on your foot a lot, but you are a wizard. (laughs) Oh, interesting. Um. Uh, okay. Sure, I'll be a play. I'm going to be a play yeah, on this. Uh, there we go. There we Here's go. Sound effects for three playets. <laughs> oh man, uh, at, t- t- Tim, if you uh, could actually okay. make a sound effect right now, sure, we'll insert that forever after this for what it is. Sure, okay. Play, 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 play it. Okay. Next game we have Super Hexagon. It's an action game from Terry Cavanaugh. Uh, Super Hexagon is a minimal action game by Terry Cavanaugh with music by Chipsel. That's the extent of the description. Uh, this was, uh, I, I have heard of this game. This was a very well-known game that's been out for a number of years. You basically, it's like a pulsing techno score game where you're just moving a little arrow through sort of passages as hexagons kind of flash through the screen. Um, uh, and you basically try not to get trapped and have to move very, very quickly. Uh, I am so bad at these kinds of games. Uh, having said that, this is like a really cool, good game. And sort of the, the, the way that the aesthetic merges with uh, the music and sort of you're just like shutting down your brain to just kind of move through it, I thought was so cool, even if I died super fast every single time. It made me sick. It like like and I don't mean it in a like like I just mean that like it it's spinning around in a circle yeah. and it yeah. it made me nauseous very yeah. very quickly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My experience, I, I had I, to push I had to push through it for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me, I, so I played about two minutes of this game. I it was just like, oh my god, I am nauseous. Yeah. I and like this arrow is very difficult for me to like fully understand and control. Yeah. As, as somebody who gets... First off, I'll say Terry Cavanaugh is a fantastic game designer name. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> fantastic gamer. Like, I could see in the future being, like, another one from Terry Cavanaugh. Well, <laughs> he, he has a really good game that just came out called uh, 
Dicey Dungeons, I believe, that okay. I uh, have seen that I've had my eye on it for a while. And I'm going to buy it when oh, it's really Oh, yeah. Again. I love that. But it, it looks really good. Yeah. Uh, so the, Terry Cavanaugh, you'll hear more from Terry Cavanaugh. <laughs> sure. You'll be hearing more from Terry Cavanaugh. <laughs> um, yeah, I I, uh, the, I did boot it up. The first time I booted it up, I uh, got super motion sick very quickly because I get that way. Uh, yeah. When it, comes to, when, when it comes to things that are like spinning in opposite directions, which I think is what's happening this time. Even just right now, you are using your fingers yeah. on the DJ, like, and I'm sick. That's I'm going to throw up. Sick. Sorry, <laughs> it's all like this. Um, but, but once I locked into it and like just stared at a point, which is what you're supposed to do for like motion sickness in general. Uh, and so I just stared at the Oh my area. God, that's going to fucking save my life for the rest of my life thank you yeah if you ever if you ever got the spins or anything you're super drunk this is where all my drunks out there if you're really uh drunk just pick uh like the corner of the room if you're if you got the spins and just stare at that and eventually the room will stop spinning because you're focused on a point huh. i'll tell you what um, you shouldn't do is put on some fish and try to watch late night with conan o'brien no <laughs> after drinking uh you know 12 cape cotters when you're 16 and then hit taking a couple bong hits because yeah. you'll puke down the side of the house and it will show up on your white house oh god You'll puke out the side of your yeah. like out the window. Yep, it was a bad scene, baby. This was 2003. God, pretty good, that, good, good times. Yeah, um, no, <laughs> not not so long ago. Uh, but uh, the the once I got this was another one where like you're trying to get your high score right, so you're like you're trying yeah. to like spin mm -hmm. it. And I did get to a point where like I just couldn't get past it because mm -hmm. you had to. It was on, and honestly very early on in the game, uh, but you get it through like the first five uh, hexagon holes that are closing on you, and then it's like, great, you did it, or like round two or whatever, and then you have to spin it back around so fast to get to that next hole. I mm. couldn't like I maybe like my fingers aren't fast enough. I'm too old. I don't know. I've lost like a little of my spring in my step, but <laughs> I could I could not get it to go around. Um, was there so? Is there? Could you could you guys tell? It seemed like. I couldn't tell if the arrow was on a like continuum or if they were discrete locations. Does that make sense? Like if if it was like clicking, like if it was like the arrow jumped just a specific amount or if it was because it jumps, right? Like it's not like. Or does not it for me. Rotate. It was moving. It was moving very smoothly along an axis for me. Yeah. Okay. Personally. It was just, it was right. just moving in a circle as hexagons, yeah. and you're just trying to find the opening that the arrow could go through. Uh, right. I mean, I just yeah. couldn't figure out. I, I had a hard time getting like calibrating that arrow to my like fingers. Mind. Mm -hmm. <laughs> It yeah, is. It is very. Yeah, it, it's. It's a very twitchy sort of thing where it's. It's very important how quickly you push whichever direction or correct mm -hmm. if you've overcorrected and stuff like that. So, in that way, it's good for like training your fingers to be. Are you gonna sneeze? Uh, no, I, I uh, burped a little bit, but I. Uh, I made a sort of a good. I. I kind of hid it well, but then very clearly I did not hide it well because you guys called me. I mean, look like you're about, I mean, you like you're about to throw up on you. the side of your house. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, it's I'm not I'm not doing a good job of focusing right now, so I'm about to puke everywhere because I got the spins. Um, and I'm watching a very funny redhead, just like Conan O'Brien, uh, <laughs> with <laughs> Tim Lyons right over here. <laughs> Tim did just the, the did string the dance. dance. Very good. Um, well, I, I one thing I did do I tracked down someone playing this very very well, oh. and that was a fucking trip to watch because they're just. They're rocking and rolling, baby. It's mm -hmm. like watching a, a robot play this thing. You yeah, know? it just moves so fast, and there's such a tiny margin for error. You know, um, I've played a lot of games like this. I mean, this is like a, this was like a popular genre of iPhone game. I think for a while right. before like people really figured out what we could do with the iPhone. Mm -hmm. um, 
and I I used to play games like this a lot where it was kind of like a memory thing. I think the thing that bothered me about this one was just the flashing and the multiple spinning uh, on top of having to put it through the thing. Like this would be just as hard if they put it on like a white kind of shaded background mm-hmm. and had the hexagons coming in. But I think the added layer of it, while I think it's supposed to add to the challenge of it, it's a little seizure-inducing, um, which means like people can't play this game because there's people who <laughs> get seizures uh, very easily. So I would say if you are prone to seizures, don't. This is your disclaimer. Yeah, definitely do, don't play Do this not game. turn this game on. It will fuck you up. Um, and I'm not even prone to seizures, but I'm scared of being prone to seizures. So sometimes when <laughs> things are flashing, I'll shut my eyes just in case. I'm going to actually take a hard uh, opposite position of you, which is like mm. if you have seizures, fucking throw this <laughs> baby on. <laughs> I mean, how are you gonna how are you gonna overcome if you don't just uh, power through? Yeah, you know what I mean? just I mean, enjoy. Let I it rip. Most, I don't know. Most a lot of games nowadays do have a seizure warning, uh, yeah, and this one I don't sure. know if it did. No, I didn't um, see one. So you know, maybe that's a note to the developers to uh, toss one of them seizure warnings in front of your game. Please, please do. None of us, none of us are prone to them. I don't think, but uh, for for other people who are. Or maybe toss the motion sickness thing for uh, our boy. For me, for Eric. Yeah, yeah. If you get motion sick or seizure seizures or your fear of hexagons, uh, <laughs> don't don't play this game because it's spooky. There were um, a couple, there were a couple little uh, little hexagon factoids and on the itch.io page. For it. I, <laughs> yeah, that. I saw that too. <laughs> um, yeah, it didn't. It mentioned the hexagon facts, but it did not mention anything about possible seizure. <laughs> <laughs> but you learned about the history of the hexagon. Um, so, uh, what are what are we thinking, uh, Eric? Why don't we start with you? Yeah, for me, I. Yeah, I I like these types of games, right? Like I like a good iPhone, you know, fuck around game. I, anything that is going to help me procrastinate, like actually facing the real responsibilities in my life, I accept and enjoy. This one just sort of made me a little sick. I could not really calibrate correctly. Uh, and so for me, it's a pass. I'm, I'm not going to come back to this one. Mm, yeah. Call yeah, it Wizard Hexagon, and maybe I'm on board. <laughs> I'll play till I puke. Um, yeah, I mean, if you're going through your games in your in your itch.io library, and you're like, I need something like you said, it's a real quick one. It's a kind of like a Twitch, it's almost like a uh, virtual fidget spinner in a way, where you're kind yeah. of just like yeah. playing around, but there's a little bit of a challenge to it. Um, I would say play it, but just be forewarned that if you are truly, if you're prone to seizures or motion sickness, it's probably going to trigger that. Um, or you know, drop some shrooms and get deep. If, if, oh fuck yeah! Just like get a projector and set it up in the middle of yeah. your living room and live inside of that hexagon spinning. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, I would say I give it a play. It's it's the mechanics of the game are fun and good and make sense in our modern day world. So I would say play it. Mm. Yep. Um, I would say. Uh, uh, I so interestingly, I would say I agree with everything uh, Tim said. Uh, super hard. It's the, I thought the the aesthetics are great, the graphics are great, uh, but I'm gonna uh, review this like Eric because uh, for me, like I just don't like playing games like this. Period. Usually, so uh, it's a pass for me. Mm-hmm. Like having said that, it, it's a very good version of what this game is, and and uh, you would enjoy it if you like those kinds of games, but. Uh, I also I agree with you it on it's really hard that it's like cool that there's like yeah, there is a cool, cool element to it. Mm-hmm. 
I, I once watch, uh, watched former guest Matt Haddock play this for like uh, 25 minutes, and he would just keep on trying to go, and we'd see how far he could make it, and we were both high, and that was fun, but, mm. you know, I'm still passing this. My, I don't have my, – my hands are fast enough to twitch good. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> that brings us to our last game, the one I was most excited about to talk with you guys about, mm. uh, v- called The Nine Lives of Nim, a visual novel role-playing casual dating sim uh romance game from sky bear games a new zealand developer um where has the prince of cats gone <laughs> nim his servant leaves the safety of the fairy court to find where the leader of the cat spirits has gone she finds herself in the city of venora where players meet many familiar shakespearean characters <laughs> stuck here for a month till the next full moon nim has to navigate the busy city searching for the prince forced to fit in with the humans she has to learn new skills and classes or take jobs to make money to survive Folks, uh, this is, I think, the first true visual novel that we've played on this uh, podcast. Is that right, Eric? Can you think of anything else that was? Uh... <laughs> oh, oh, that's you're, you're totally right. Yeah, Mana for uh, our malices. Mana for our malices. <laughs> the, um, wow, it, that it, was another visual novel. If we were co- to compare this to Mana for our malices, this is like. This is a warm bath, and Mana for Mouse is, is like fucking uh, Being like jabbed with syringes by a <laughs> by a men's rights activist. Um, this so that's right. That this is a massive um, uh, uh, retcon right there, or whatever the word might be. But like Mana for Mouse was another visual novel we played, but this was the, the closest to a true visual novel experience, based on what most of the games are like. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very soft sort of watercolory images, um, uh, like funny dialogue. And basically like every day you're waking up and you're choosing um, one of the classes to take, which gives you like uh, benefits in like two categories. And by uh, so by classes, like you're actually talking about like school classes. School, yeah, like, you're going to school. Not, when I first read it, I was like, oh, okay. Like, you know, like Dungeons and Dragons style classes. But no, they mean like you're taking class. You can either you can either go to classes or you can go to work. Yeah. I mean, sometimes <laughs> you need to go to class in order to do the job well to make the money. Exactly. And that's how I mean that's how my days went. The money plays into like a larger element where every week you choose or every month rather you choose or no, every week it's you every choose week, a different yeah. place to uh to live. Uh, which is either like the streets or like a dormitory, or if you make enough money, a townhouse. Oh yeah, I had um, that townhouse, baby, loved it. Oh yeah, I got uh, there. And so, so you're playing, you're doing those things during the day, and then in the evenings you go for a quick walk, which is where sort of the random events happen, um, and then you have sort of your uh, in the evening you have your pick of the pack where you can go to different locations in the city. There is an added element to this game of sort of like a, uh, they call it the humors, uh, which was a. Um, what like a characteristic of the the middle ages where they thought that like humans had four different possible humors that were caused like melancholy yeah yeah by different kinds of like liquids that you had in your body sort of fluids in your body yeah yeah um so if you have a certain uh imbalance of fluids you are more a certain thing you know Mm -hmm. Uh, so there's like sanguine and phlegmatic and uh melancholy yeah yeah uh Go for it, Tim. Oh, I was going to say, I think Melancholy was the other one, wasn't it? Yeah, Melancholy. That's yeah. exactly right. Um, so uh, when you are imbalanced in one of those ways, different sorts of things can happen in the game. Different mm. sorts of like uh, opportunities may pre- present themselves. Is Were that you... true? So I wasn't able to really... Uh, I felt actually pretty balanced most of the time. I didn't chase any... Did you guys chase any of the uh, imbalances in any way? 
Yeah, I did a, a number of times. But uh, the, the way the, uh, well, so the way the imbalance system works, what I realized was uh, it's actually only lasts for uh, two turns, pretty much. So if you make a choice to to like to go in one direction, balance wise, mm -hmm. uh, and then you make that same choice again, then you will be imbalanced. And in order to switch back, all you have to do is make another choice in the other direction immediately. So it's mm -hmm. not like something that builds up over time. You know, you can become uh, balanced and imbalanced pretty easily and pretty quickly, which can sort of open up different opportunities based on what it is you want to be doing. Mm -hmm. um, uh, and yes, I, I did encounter some situations where uh, things changed. Um, but also, more importantly, um, I encountered some situations where instead of like getting a certain piece of like dialogue or something like that, a, a character decides whether or not they want to like be with you romantically based on what your balance is when that happens. Mm -hmm. And that happened a number of times for me is that like the person would like sort of pull you aside and then you'd be like, oh, wow, is this supposed to be romantic? And they'd be like, I really value you as a friend. <laughs> and then <laughs> you should have worn, worn your red dress. That, yeah. That, I mean, that, you got to keep, you got to keep changing your clothes. You do. You really do have to keep changing your clothes based on what it, uh, it is. I, you, you also had to like plan out your turns to be like, okay, I want to be wearing this dress when I go to this place. So yeah, exactly. So I get more, you know, <laughs> so that when I go to the, so when I go to the cemetery, you know, noir, the cat might appear and give me more yeah. clues about where to find the prince. <laughs> and that is the thing is that you're basically trying to track down this prince. Um, uh, so I guess uh, we've described a lot of the game. It's it's I really had a lot of fun with this game. <laughs> I had a really good time with it. I don't know about you guys, but I thought it was sort of delightful. And part of part of me at the beginning was like, well, the the, the writing isn't spectacular, but the uh, and the art to me felt like a little rough around the edges, but not in such a way that it was bad. It was just charming, you know, like yeah. I mean, there are. There are a couple of characters that you're like, oof, they didn't spend as much time painting this girl's face. As yeah, certainly, certainly, like, certainly. Some characters look a little like the um, the restoration, the, you know, the film <laughs> restoration of the statue yeah. recently. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Where you're like, ooh. But some oh, of them you're like, yeah. oh, that dude, somebody spent some time <laughs> painting well, that and, guy's chest. And some characters had different facial emotions depending on like what they yeah. were saying or doing and then some did not uh yeah. some faces the, never changed so it's just like oh okay the best part of the facial emotions i could tell is they were just manipulated in photoshop yeah. <laughs> <laughs> out the different things it's just like the eyes were just like tilt inward to be like angry oh or, yeah like, like, you know, smile just like twist that, up. that adds <laughs> yeah. a lot to the game i mean it kind of helped totally me agree. when i was yeah. reading it yeah. i was like oh they're upset with me i was like oh this guy is happy and this guy's not happy <laughs> um but I feel like a lot of the times visual novels are like anime style art mm -hmm. or something like mm -hmm. that. And this is this is not that. This is like a like watercolor. Yeah, it's a really some of the art is like really pretty. Um, interesting. Uh, it's an interesting yeah, like, exactly. take or I, an interesting like jumping off point for the like art of a game. Yeah, especially given the setting, it's sort of like a Renaissance or Middle Ages type setting in the city mm -hmm. uh, where you're kind of walking around. Oh um, yeah, I encountered. Um, Ophelia and Horatio from yeah, Hamlet, yeah. who Horatio has written the manuscript for Hamlet, and Ophelia's really not excited for him to release it because it details the ways in which she was misidentified and they escaped Denmark. Well, and that was actually uh, very funny to like have be like, oh, Ophelia's suicide was a fake in Hamlet. <laughs> like, what a what a weird way to to rewrite this. Mm -hmm. um, 
I, 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 um, so how did you guys play? What was your, how many, I played through three times. Uh, okay. Because the first time I played through, I didn't do anything correctly and like just fucked up. And then the Mm -hmm. way it ended, I ended up being a a damn like city guard with no romance prospects. And I couldn't (laughs) go back to the fucking fairy realm. So literally the picture at the end of it for me was just me like wearing a city guard outfit. And then that was like, it was so bad and boring. I was like, all right, I got to go back through and play it again and like have some cool shit happen. And so I I did that and it was much more rewarding the second time through. Did Mm -hmm. did you guys, uh, were you able to find the cat prince? I no, so I I didn't get to get through a playthrough of it. I just mm. got through. I did a lot, uh, and I like I think the last thing I did was had like I had like 400, 500 ducats or something like that. I was working a lot wow, for uh, the yeah. gov- I was working for the government a lot. I got my that's, oh, yeah. that's, yeah, good, that's the good hack. Yeah, that's the hack. So I was doing the government, and I was like working on magic, trying to free this uh, like sprite from my mage's quarters. For that's sure, so yeah. you you're doing that's like the optimized uh, run I did the second time where I had it was magic and then logic and and uh, knowledge mm-hmm. that was like I was like farming out quite a bit. Um, yeah through that stuff uh did did you make it to the end of the prospero thread the magic thread uh i did not no so that that had like just happened and i had mm-hmm. only done the first um did you guys run into the two comedians who were like trying to yeah, ask another, you? Yeah. yeah yeah so i went for the slapstick guy because that's just my shtick <laughs> uh so i was voting on him but that's i kind of like got to that point i rented out the like nicer apartment uh, and then like went to the castle and people were like looking at me differently. They were like, Oh, I, or I told the guard where I was from. And so everybody like was like whispering like, Oh, we'll, we'll hang out with this scale. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. she, Cause she lives in the nice part of town. Now they wouldn't, they didn't care about me two weeks ago <laughs> when I was living in the slums. Um, so that was cool. I, I when I first started playing it, I was like, I don't think I'm going to like this. And then once I got into it, I was like, this is kind of fun. I, I could see this being really fun for like a fun game to like start, um, playing with your kids or something like that. Like yeah. when you're like getting them into video games or something like that, this is like, here's the mechanics. Like if you do this, you do this. There's a story element to it. It's not like, it's not like super hexagon where it's fucking fl- you know, <laughs> flash of lights at you all the time. It's very, just much. Throw your three-year-old in front of yeah. super hexagon and let them have a ball. I actually threw up like... in this because there was a ghoul and I was so scared yeah. <laughs> in the graveyard. I got some melancholy and a ghoul showed up and it scared me. I threw up everywhere. Oh, a ghoul showed up. <laughs> I feel like this would be like a Mr. Rogers approved type of video game since he was like mm-hmm. known for like fighting against railing against video games and Saturday morning cartoons. Mm. I feel like if somebody had shown this to Mr. Rogers at some point, he would have been like, well, that's nice. Uh, <laughs> that's, my, that's my Mr. Rogers impression. Yeah, um, I think yeah. the menus, some of the menus were, I could have used a little bit more uh, help and pizzazz. Like it was, mm. they would come up and you would want to, like if you have a a selection that is available but you can't click it because you haven't closed out of a menu but that menu is in a different spot like that's kind of a bad sign mm-hmm. so there are some like sort of tactile things up top that i think you know could have used a little bit more tender love and care up top also the i felt like there was a ton of exposition up top and maybe that's oh. just true about visual novels no but you're totally right the the exposition in this like teaching you how to play the game i sat down with katie to play it and she was like i'm already so bored and Mm -hmm. it was the same thing for me like immediately after that happened i was like okay i'm not even sure i want to play this Mm -hmm. right now based on the level it did and then you have to kind of like like you're you almost like kind of hung over from it for a little bit afterwards yeah Yeah. get better yeah and it didn't it wasn't it was weird too because it was like you were taught how to do something but then like 
you moved on to some other part of the game. Like it was, it, it, it was not intuitive even, right? It was like in this thing, you're going to go to classes and then you're going to go to work. And then you expect like, okay, cool. Let's like, see what classes is like. Let's see what work is like. And then they're like, but first you must pick where you live. And you're like, okay, well, I guess I'm going to pick where you are. And at the end of every day, you will be able to explore the city. And I was like, oh, fucking, what am I doing now? Let me play a game. That's that's probably the downfall of it being a graphic, you know, novel type of game, rather than it being like, if it were like a regular RPG and the whole thing was like, okay, now we're going to have you chop wood. And then you just go over and chop wood. Yeah. Because they have to pack so much into this thing that they probably were just like, let's just give it all to them right away. And <laughs> let, then, like, them, yeah. let God sort it out when they well, actually get I, to pick a class. I did appreciate that because when I actually started playing the game, I'm totally with you, Eric, in terms of like there is there's a, there's a couple too many clicks and it's mm. not that much fun to click on things in this game. Um, it's fun when stuff happens in the game. And yeah. It's fun, it's fun when like you're able to kind of level up or like unlock whatever that thing is. Uh, it's very fun when you find the prince. I'll just say that. Much. <gasps> uh, you found him? I'm, I, I'm not talking. But I did find him. Do you turn back into a cat? Um, you do. You can go back if you. So when you can basically like the, one of the actual things that I enjoyed about this game was that it only as a playthrough lasts about like. 45 minutes mm-hmm. and then at the end of that it's like either you succeeded or you didn't mm. you know in in your things and what they do a good job of is as you um if you unlock certain things then that affects sort of the way the game ends so i found the prince i figured out who he was it's really not fucking hard if, if like it's exactly his who name's you like you can you can bleep you can bleep any of the is that is that who it was i'm gonna, I'm gonna bleep that out yeah it was that that, okay. that so you're like and like you sort of figured out the way i chose to end it was like basically like we're not romantically involved we're just working with each other mm. and that was a little disappointing if i went back i would make it so that we were in love oh, uh, i the- yeah i think that like maybe around like day 20 or something. Yeah, I had a similar experience to you, Tim, where starting out, I was like, I, I think that this is not exactly the type of game that I'm attracted to. Like, I want more decisions. I want more interesting decisions. Uh, I say, even though I criticize the corpse wizard for having, <laughs> like, the the ultimate important, <laughs> like, kill yourself or die. Um, but I... I think at the very beginning and then with the, all, all the exposition up top, I was like, Oh God, like, I can't believe it. And then once I started playing, I was actually very, um, I think tactically satisfied. No, not tactically satisfied. Um, I, I was, I was satisfied at how they were able to do the narrative element and the balance of your decisions that you're making and where you're about to get pulled. Like, and I was surprised anytime I got pulled in a direction that was like, you're going to the canals now. And it's like, there's a fight like, Oh, and now a river nymph. Right. And, and I, I think that there were like times of like actual surprise and actual joy in discovery in this mm-hmm. and then at some point i got kind of bored right like because yeah, the totally. actual gameplay of it did not see like it didn't really seem you know like i 
I, I want some kind of payoff for this, like leveling up, right? Like it's giving you so much information. It's like mm-hmm. you have your knowledge is now at a 60, your creativity is at a 35, your faith is at a seven, right? Like, it, and, and I couldn't, I, I felt like I couldn't manipulate any of those numbers, even though I was, I had this information about what that, like, I couldn't I figure out really, what the, I was never really checking them. I would say yeah. I, I would look at it and be like, Oh, this guy said I need to get more of this in order to do this, to get more money from doing this. So right. I was just like, okay, well, what class can I take now that gives me five knowledge, you know, takes my fighting away and gives me like some lore or something like that. And yeah. Then I would then that, that's why I would do it. But I, then I wouldn't go check and be like, yes, I have 25 knowledge now, <laughs> um, which, which is probably a good way to play it at some point, but I just never got that deep into it. Yeah. I mean, I just did it because it was like, there was, you know, there are only so many things you could click, right? And mm-hmm. so it was like, I guess, look at my stats. I guess hear what people think about me. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone was just always ambivalent towards me. Yeah. Everyone's just sort of like, yeah, I don't know. She's a if, person, I guess. If sort I, of a typical yeah. response to Eric Roth in general, Yikes. you ask me. Ambivalence, absolutely. <laughs> See, people either love or hate me, baby. <laughs> uh, I'm ambivalent. Um <laughs> I think uh, if I were to know what this game was or if I was to play this game again, uh, I would do it like after taking a hot shower and like put my PJs on and like Mm. crawl into bed and play it like not sitting up, but like laying down, just relaxing and then maybe like falling asleep playing it Mm -hmm. Uh, because it's got that. It's much more of like a bedtime story than it is like I got to wake up and like do this, this and this in order to, you know, start my day or in order to get further in this game because there's no it's not super fun to get further. It's kind of just like moving along at like a nice steady pace. Um, it does, it does yeah. a good job just delighting you with stuff that like happens along the way, but mm. you're totally right in terms of progression. You know, you, I see what you're saying, Eric, about like you, those numbers will be a certain way, but you can't really do very much with them and you don't see explicitly how they impact the game. So it doesn't really make sense to try to level up in a certain category very much. It's just, a way to like unlock various aspects of things, mm-hmm. which is interesting because I do think that those having those numbers at certain levels does impact your interactions in sort of like the random encounters and in some of the stuff that happens like when you visit a certain place. And if you do have super high knowledge, then certain things will get unlocked mm-hmm. or, you know, super high fighting, then you'll survive a fight or mm-hmm. whatever it might be. You know, at the end of the game, it does matter. But one of the, one of the situations that happened for me was, I became like a the uh, icon of a revolution. Oh, but by the time okay. it ended, Wait, what the fuck? What? Wait, what yeah, game were you yeah, yeah, no, no. Like, they, like one of the relationships that I pursued was with someone who was a revolutionary, and then they were like, "I think you'd be perfect. You're so charismatic and strong." It's like, mm-hmm. oh, so both those were at a certain level. But uh, then, cool. by the time the game ended, my strength and charisma were pretty down low, and I don't think human opinion of me was very high, and so. It was like the revolution happened and everyone got caught except for you. So I don't know what to tell you. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, Damn. exactly. Ah, shoot. But so like the, those things do impact it. It just doesn't it, – it's in such a way that like it's very much in the background, which to your point, Tim, is, is because this is not like a super involved game. You play this in your robe after a bath at the mm. end of the day and then see what happens and just have a, have yeah. a delightful time with it. But, mm-hmm. you know, don't plug in that much time to it. Don't think about it too much. Yeah. Just have some fun with it. Yeah, I think uh, I guess I'll I'll is it is it time are we on final thoughts now for we are we've talked about this for a long time because this was the one I liked and I'm yeah. sorry about that. I mean no, a lot more, this was a lot more to it. Yeah, I, yeah, this was this was probably the most substantive of the ones that we played, and I think that I didn't finish it because I knew that you were going to have played it three times. I was like when yeah. I was playing it, <laughs> I was like I 
you know, I, I'm I'm intrigued by it, and um, and it it did pleasantly surprise me at times. I think that like we played this game Te- Death and Taxes recently on this mm-hmm. podcast, and it's it, it feels very similar in that mm-hmm. once you kind of understand the rules of it, um, and you kind of go through a day or two, and you like you're like okay, cool. You know, maybe I wasn't able in this game to, you know, what was I not able to do the first time? I think like make potions. Like the first time I tried to make potions, they were like, "You do, do you know magic?" And I was like, "No, I don't know magic." They were like, "Well, the potions don't work, dummy. Learn magic." And I was like, "Oh, okay." Then I learned magic and didn't got the potions to work. Um, but I think after that, I think that like there's this, I, I, you know, like with some game design stuff, some game design elements don't um escalate or progress in a way that is satisfying right and i and and so i grew kind of bored in the midst of this even though i was pleasantly surprised at times but i think that like in terms of visual novel stuff this is really really this is cool and i like it and it's weird and i think i'm a play yeah it's like like the you know, like the art is not great, but at times it's enough. And at times it's like very pleasant and like cathartic. The like conceit that these are all Shakespearean Like it's like, it's obvious that somebody who like truly loves literature and like, you know, like. A Terry like, Kavanaugh type. <laughs> <laughs> like this person is just like, a, you know, delightful nerd. And, you know, like the person like, and that's never more evident than the fact that like, the librarian is a hunk. Like the dude that runs a bookstore is yeah. like a fucking like out of nowhere hunk oh, of yeah. a dude. That's why I kept going back to work. <laughs> uh, um, so I think it's a play because it's weird. It's if you if you don't like visual novel games, you probably aren't gonna like this. But it, you know, if you if you're on the fence about visual novels or like or whatever the fuck you want to call it, then like go for it. Mm-hmm. Tim, what do you think? Uh, I, I have like no baseline cause I've never played a, a visual novel style game before like this or like kind of like a click and go unless like, I guess like, you know, like dragon's lair. What, what was that game called? Like a long yeah, time ago. I know the, the, like, the 3ds game. Or yeah. Something but like even that. that like had animations and stuff to it. So this was mm-hmm. just like bare bones, like click and go. There was no, no action happening whatsoever. It was all, it was all, you know, uh, just text. reading stuff on the yeah. text on the screen, text to te- text to move. Um, and that's why when I sat down with it, I was like, hey, I don't know if I'm going to like dig this at all. Um, but the moment that I saw that I had to do something in order to do something, I was like, I'm in, I like it. Um, <laughs> you, you added a game element, uh, via text that I'm interested in and intrigued in. And then once I did start reading, you know, the, the storylines of some of these characters and I saw characters like happening again and you get the kind of free flow of like, okay, you stroll in the twilight something weird happens and then you're like okay now i need to go like choose where i go look for the prince or something like that um i was having fun doing that thing and trying to remember like where the cat the noir little cat guy like told you to meet him or told you where to meet him so i was like, okay this is fun so i would say uh if you never played um a a a game like this it was fun i'd say it's a play it yeah um (laughs) I started, uh, yeah, well, let's, it's a fucking foregone conclusion. We're going to put that sound effect at the end of mine. But I, so apparently I really like visual novels, which is something I didn't know. Uh, like when we played the last game, Mana from Alice's, I was the only one who liked it, you know, <laughs> because I wanted to see how the story unfolded. And it was the same thing for this. 
Tim, you nailed it. Take a bath, put on your white cotton robe, and then sit down with this for you know a half hour before bed. It's delightful. It's very very fun, um, and uh, I'll probably come back and play it a little bit. Uh, I, I w when I first saw it, I was like very ready to kind of because like the it's an extremely nerdy premise for a game, in a way like in a world in which like video games are inherently kind of like dorky nerdy things and have like uh, evolved beyond that. This is like uncool in a way that is like oh yeah you know like like weird choral music mm -hmm. in high school club kind of a way it's kind of got that vibe to it um also very you know, heavy on the cats yeah i mean there's somebody who has cats made this game because uh, if they didn't it would be weird as a, uh, as, a as a dog guy that offended you huh, i was i was kind of just like i don't really give a shit about these cats <laughs> now if these were dogs if i was you know if i was a dog turned human now that's uh, funny Getting the Lord of Dogs, yeah, the dog dog Lord back to yeah, the, exactly. The place. But there was so. Uh, my point is, I uh, I'll just say I'm uh, absolutely a play with this. I was ready to make fun of it, and actually wound up really enjoying myself. Play, 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 play it. <laughs> there it is. Okay. It, I don't it know if you wanted me to do it, it or if you want to keep no, it. No, no, no. It, it, just, it just happened. It just right. happened. Perfect. We got to hear it. Um, so, uh, Tim, thank you so much. This was so much fun to have you, you on. Um, what can uh, I, I alluded to at the beginning, but what, what would you like to plug and, and plug away? You got some cool stuff going on. Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah, I uh, we got another podcast. Uh, if you're missing uh, live improv comedy or improv comedy in any sort of form, uh, Dan White and myself have started a podcast called Improv Is Dead. A little tongue in cheek uh, to the you know Chicago scene and some other scenes. Improv theaters <laughs> closing down. Yeah, uh, you know we're in the middle of a pandemic, um, so maybe it's a little insensitive, but you know whatever. Um, but yeah, it's just a podcast. We have guests on uh, each week. We just recently had Alex on, uh, and we have a little conversation. Then we do a little uh, improv, and then we add um, some. We audibly enhance it, as we call it, and we add sound effects and music and ambience to kind of just make it seem a little bit more like an audio play. Um, it's been going great. Um, we got a Patreon that you can hit up if you ever listen to it and you're like, I want to hear more stuff. We got bonus episodes on there. So yeah, check us out in the uh, Apple Store or Spotify. Improv is dead. Improv is dead. I was gonna say dot com, but you can also go to improvisdead.com <laughs> and that's our website. And you can hear and, and you uh, can listen to uh, episodes there. And uh, what's your Twitter handle? Uh, Twitter is at Tim Lyons. Uh, I was one of the originals, the OG Twitter guys. So I got my name. I got my actual name. So incredible, pr pretty cool. Yeah. Didn't didn't tweet anything until about last year, but uh, caught up, <laughs> making up for lost time. Yeah, ca caught point. up for myself. Got about twenty one hundred followers, so we're doing pretty good. I oh think. wow! <laughs> yeah, we're doing pretty good. <laughs> uh, if any of you guys just listened to this because you were uh, either Improv is Dead fans or uh, Twitter fans of Tim's, uh, thanks for checking it out. Yeah. I hope you stick around. Please do. Yeah, this was a, a very great and very fun show, and I like this. This package was so. I, it term. Are we still recording right now? Are we still? We talking? are. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Uh, I just wanted to give a shout out to this itch.io thing because it's very. Uh, a ve seems like a very lovely community of people. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Who are in here like building stuff? I, there, I saw that there's like a package you can buy that's like a magazine plus like five games. Like I think that's a very cool thing, um, of people just like trying to get their shit out there and get um, feedback on it slash like releasing full game like. I think if I were a young person uh, and I was just getting into games, this would be like an awesome resource to have. Big time. Itch.io is great. Um.
Hey, we promised it was a good one, and it was. Oh, my God. Alex, I think that you and I are getting really good at this. And you know what, Eric? I wholeheartedly agree. Oh, I like that. That's a nice little response. I think it's the, I think it's the one. Oh, my God. It's I just, just had to be I had to be myself. That was yeah. the problem. I was trying on more stuff. Yeah. Whereas me, I've you've dragged me over to your side of being kind and thoughtful. <laughs> Wait, do it one more time. Uh, Alex, I think that... Alexander Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. And, uh, and chips. Oh, my God. All right. Who's our next guest? Our next guest is Caitlin Linden. Uh, Let's uh, find out. Our Caitlin Linden's great. She's a streamer. She's a comedian. She's a clown. Uh, she's a great friend. Uh, and we had a really fun episode with her. Um, or did we? Let's draw the next games. <laughs> Okay, the games are Nelly Kudalot, Spoonbeaks Ahoy from Application Systems Heidelberg. Mm. Uh, it's an adventure puzzle point-and-click game. Cool. Veritas from Glitch Games, an action puzzler Mist-like. Ooh. And In My Friend Carrie's Car from Violet Elder, an experimental text-based game. Nice. All right. I'm super excited about these. And uh, you and I took a, a week off for uh, for the holiday, and I'm honestly excited to get back in and play a fucking game you know what i mean it's gonna be really fun and we've got some really good ones um that's the podcast like yes. and subscribe to us on apple podcast leave us a review please because mm-hmm. it really does help and uh, i i have been locked out of my apple account for a couple of years i just haven't used it for anything oh. and then i got one oh. because the reviews were so nice and i wanted to read them <laughs> so we're did reading you, them check it out re- you should write one i did i wrote one Nice. I'll give you a guess who it is. Um, it's Alex ha- Alex Honnett. Check us out on the web at bundle underscore buddies on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love you, Eric. I love you too, Alex. Bye-bye. Bundle Buddies is produced by Alex Honnett and Eric Roth. Our theme song is Neo Shiki by Roll Music. Email bundlebuddiespodcast at gmail.com to say hi. Hi.